<laughs> good morning, guys. Good morning. It is Sunday. It's Sunday. It's October 11th. Beautiful, beautiful morning. Um, first of all, the fact that I love Alicia Keys. She has this song on her new album, which I love, called Me. I love it. It's a beautiful song. Um, this podcast is called Serendipity. For those of you who are just now, you know, tuning in, or if you know, if you ever, if you've never even listened to a podcast at all, basically, I literally just picked up my phone one day and I seen this ad um, on my phone, and it was, you know, a podcast app where you could just record. So I was like, "Fuck it, I got shit to say." I have a beautiful voice. It's a little bit raspy this morning, but. I have shit to say. And I wanted to share what was on my mind today. I made a podcast yesterday, and this is like my first time kind of doing it back to back. Only for the simple fact that I got inspired by numerous of things, like within literally like overnight. So when I put out my podcast yesterday, I got a call from one of my old friends, like, um, that I grew up with, right? Shout out to Alex, right over there, at fucking Gun Hill Road. <laughs> that's my nigga, yo. That's my nigga. Um, he had hit me up and he was like, "Yo, Sherelle, I just wanted to, you know, congratulate you on the podcast and stuff like that." And I told him I had it out for a minute, but I think because I started sending it out to people in text message, you know, certain people that I'm not connected with or following on IG or whatever, certain people, you know, responded back, and he was like, "Yo, that's your thing right there." That's your thing, like to do a podcast because you always had this really great voice. And of course, you're a poet, but you always, you know, you're very sweet and stuff like that. It was just really good advice to give me on making sure that I understood my own worth as a person. I really appreciate that. Though. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but how this podcast works is I take a title, right? This podcast today is going to be called I Owe It to Me. I owe it to me. Okay, that's the name of the podcast. I come up with these three questions. I also say a quote that I love because I'm obsessed with different types of quotes and how it can affect the mind, the body, and soul if you actually take it seriously. So I'm going to I'm going to read the first question, right? Now let's be let's get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted, okay? I'm an Aquarius. My birthday is January 22nd. My favorite color is red. I love people. I love taking care of people. I'm not so much a big socializer, if that makes sense, but I'm good at it. <laughs> but I call myself a goddess for the simple fact that I know there, obviously I'm a queen at that too, but it's something about you know, growing up that, you know, you constantly get called beautiful this and beautiful that, but you don't necessarily feel it all the time. So growing up, I kind of didn't know like my worth, but as a woman, you know, I'm getting older and I know my worth. But during times such as now, and, you know, when you're, when you're dating or the things that you've been through in the past, people kind of, they kind of make you feel a little bit less than sometimes. Not because necessarily they're calling you out of your name, but simply the fact that you're, the reciprocity of people are a little bit different, right? 
So the first question I wanted to start off with, I want you to get a journal and I want you to write at the top, I owe it to me, okay? Serendipity means, and I'm gonna to continue to say this in every podcast, means that it's accidentally on purpose. So there are things that are happening in your life by by accident and it's for purpose, for a reason why it's happening. So it's a good thing. Even the bad things are considered good things sometimes. So the first question today is, what stops us from taking care of ourselves? Okay, what stops us from taking care of ourselves, right? Now, the first place I'm going to even go to are mothers. Mothers who they give their all to their children, to their husbands, to, you know, people around them in their community, in their churches and stuff like that. But sometimes you can forget about yourself. Sometimes it is very hard to put a pause for a second to let, you know, your husband know like, hey, this is my day today. I need time for me. And um, I have sisters, you know, that are mothers. And my younger sister, she is a phenomenal mother. She is a phenomenal mother. She educates her children. She, you know, she homeschools her children. She's been doing this way before COVID and stuff like that. And there are other mothers who have been doing this as well, too. She, you know, I don't, I can't even describe like the feeling that I have when I think of my sister, because I'm in awe of, you know, the woman that she's become. But at times I feel as though uh, she does not put herself first. And it's not saying, you know, uh, it's not saying that she, um, her family is bad or her family doesn't take care of her. That's not it. I'm just saying for any mother, including her, that you have to remember to take care of yourself. Meaning like if you have to have a day like in the bathroom, you know, put the candles on, <laughs> you know, get some toenail polish or something like that. Just make sure that you are remembering to take care of yourself too. If it's a day that you need to step outside for the whole day and for a split second you have to turn off your phone for an hour, you make sure you do that. Make sure that you're able to reset your mind for a split second. Now for the dads, right? For the dads who are, you know, really great dads, of course, if you, you know, are constantly the breadwinner and you're always doing what you got to do for a second, you know, you can learn to treat yourself too. And make sure that the reciprocity in any relationship that you're in, whether it's your friendships, relationships, that the people around you kind of push you to want that for yourself too. Now, what are the things that stops us from taking care of ourselves? One, it can be other people. Two, it can be work. Three, it can be um, uh, family members. It's all sorts of things. So you just have to remember to learn how to take care of yourself. Sometimes you can be the family, um, the breadwinner for your entire family, and it can feel like a burden. You know, it can feel like, man, if I don't do this, I can't get this. If I don't do this, then, you know, my mom is not going to get this. So if I can't do this, then, you know, my son is not going to get this. It's, it's a lot, you know, when you're 
taking care of everyone else, but you're losing track of taking care of yourself. Serving now and then, take care of yourself. Dismiss everyone around you for a second and take care of yourself. Now, I'm not saying to be mean. I'm not saying to, you know, not recognize that there are people around you that do care about you. I'm just saying, you know, every once in a while that you treat yourself. Or make sure when you treat yourself, it's, you know, due to the fact of you knowing that you put in that work for other people around you, right? So the second question is, why am I having negative thoughts about myself? I see this literally all the time. In this question, if you are 14 or 15 years old and you clicked on my podcast, right? One, I'm not a role model. Let's get that straight, okay? You have, I'm not here to... Um, kind of filter what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that fucking life is going to be hard, right? But there's also a mindset that every now and then, it's it's not a mindset. It shouldn't be a mindset that you're going to have these negative thoughts about yourself. There are times when people feel suicidal, okay? And I'm going to share a secret with you guys. I tried to commit suicide I think it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was suicide, but I harmed myself numerous of times before. When I was 14 years old, um, I used to slip my wrist a lot. And I used to slip my arm a lot, and it was really bad. And I think the first time and the only time somebody noticed was um, my friend, Christian Negron at the time, and we were in English class. And I I literally forgot at the time because I did it so often that I didn't even realize, you know, I was over there hiding it. I had rolled up my sleeve real quick. um, And my friend, you know, a Christian, he looked and he was like, what is that? And he, you know, pulled me aside and he was like, Riley, are you okay? And I started explaining, you know, to him that I felt sad and I didn't want to, you know, be around anymore, all these other things. And he just kept trying to be so positive to me. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And during the years, I didn't see my worth. I didn't understand the person I was becoming. I felt unloved. And these are thoughts that people have every single day. Every single day. Can you imagine what a kid is thinking now in their home? If you are a mom or if you are a dad and you swear up and down that you're doing a great job. It doesn't mean that you're not doing a great job, but it's just the perception and the perspective that a child sees. Okay? Later on in my years, like when I got older and I was in a relationship at the time, I felt like I wasn't being seen. You know, I was with this person for so long. And sometimes people can be so caught up in their own shit that they're not seeing another person's pain. Like, you know, there's people that off the back, as soon as when they call me, they start talking about their shit. And I'm just like, you didn't even ask me how my day was. You didn't even ask me, like, you know, did I eat? You didn't even ask me. So it's just like to take a second. But anyway, I I think I was in the bathroom at the time, and 
um, the person that I was going out with at the time, they went away to, you know, somewhere that they had to be for work. They weren't that far. They were about like an hour and a half away. And I looked on my social media for something. I seen like a picture I didn't like. I don't know what it was. And I just sat there and I just felt so unappreciated. And it was not only that, it was just, I was just angry that my, who is it? Hold on. This is a continuation of the <laughs> of the um, the podcast that I just was trying to do, but I had someone that, uh, somebody knock on my door because my sink in my bathroom was, you know, leaking. So I'm so sorry about that. So this is a continuation of I owe it to me podcast. Um, also got a chance to make me something to eat. I made some salmon, rice, and beans uh, with some water on deck. And I was just jotting down different things while the gentleman was, you know, fixing my sink. Uh, thank God for, like, building maintenance. Emergency number called on a Sunday. <laughs> um, anyway, the previous story I was just telling you guys about was um, the question. To get back to the question we were going to answer was why am I having negative thoughts about myself? And I kind of shared a story when I was younger um, that a friend of mine seen that I was, you know, um, harming myself in my arm. And then I was in the middle of telling the story later on during the years in my, you know, in my mid twenties. Um, I was just really sad. I was so annoyed. I, I think because I had moved to another state and I was so depressed that my family didn't even bother to come and see me. And I was just always like coming up, you know, to come see them, uh, the relationship, you know, the strained relationship that I have with my mom, the relationship that I was currently in, I just felt like lost a little bit. And I went inside the bathroom. I had a brand new like knife that was given to me, you know, by the person I was with like what weeks prior. And I had, I had slit my wrist really bad. Like it was really bad. It was blood everywhere. Um, and I had made the call to, when I actually seen that I did it a little bit too deep and that this was next to my artery, um, I called the person, you know, that I was with at the time and I let him know, like, what was going on. So he rushed over to the house and the thing that he said to me was, if you want to die by yourself, go ahead. I'm not going to stand here and watch that. So... In my head, I'm thinking, well, what was the point of you driving over here if you're going to, you know, say some shit like that to me? If I was already telling you, you know, years, you know, that I was like depressed and stuff like that. And I knew that he could not take my depression away. I think I just wanted him to kind of recognize for him to stop for a second since he was like all in his own world. Just to realize that the person that was by his side this entire time, you know, is now losing herself. And I think I just wanted a little bit more support. Um, but it was the negative thoughts that I was having about myself that I realized that no matter how many times that somebody can call you beautiful or somebody can call you kind or whatever characteristic, you know, or trait someone is telling you that you are, you are not going necessarily to believe it yourself. So 
the negative thoughts that people could have about themselves are suicide. Um, you can start to be mean to people that love you. The reckless behavior, um, feeling unstable, and there's all these things, all these negative thoughts in your mind that you're you're feeling like, you know, defensive about everything. You want to like argue with people. You want to make a conversation into something else. You know, when it really isn't a a fight at all. It's because you don't really know who you are as a person. And I feel like negative thoughts for everybody. You have you have to kind of write down negative thoughts that you have, you know, in a journal, like to read read it and to say, this is what I'm not going to think about, you know, as far as myself. I'm not going to think about the fact that I need to make more money today. I'm not going to overly um, put myself into this mindset that it's never going to happen or I'm never going to be, you know, good to myself. You have to be more positive. You have to know that there are People that really do love you, except you have to understand that people are not going to love you the way that you love them. And I know that's really hard to hear. Trust me, it is. But I think that through time, even now till this day, that I get upset when someone doesn't love me equally the same. And I think that's hard for people to, you know, understand. And that's also where negative thoughts come in. Like, well, I love this person. Why they don't love me back, blah, blah, blah. I think if, I know if God wants somebody in your life on purpose, he will make sure that they are doing the things that they're supposed to do for you. I personally feel like I will not be with someone, you know, if they are treating me less than, you know, less than. I'm not going to do that because it's going to create negative thoughts for myself. It's going to make me devalue myself. And that's not something that you want at all. The negative thoughts that you are having about, you know, that you feel like your life is over or life is hard. This shit is, I get it. And again, for the 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and 15-year-olds who, or even our children today who are younger, my nieces, uh, everyone that have kids now in this current age, what they see on television, what they experience, you know, the, the virtual learning and stuff like that, this is all new to them. This is all new to them because they grew up watching, you know, their lives be a certain way and now everything is being taken away from them. And even the things that you've taken for granted, you know, such as time with your family, such as, you know, having the luxury to drop off your kids at school for someone else to teach them. When this is the current time now, if you know that, you know, some of the textbooks in the past have had false stories in it, you know, make sure you're taking the time out to teach your children. You know, make sure you're taking the time out to have those positive, um, the positive affirmations, you know, that you say with them on a daily. Make sure that you're grabbing your daughter by the hand and looking in the mirror with her to remind her how beautiful she is or to tell your son how handsome he is and you know what a great man he is no matter what ethnic you are ethnic uh color you are i mean ethnic is color but you get what i mean uh, just know that if you do not feed your positive if you do not feed your negative thoughts with positive thoughts you're never going to get anywhere 
I always like wake up all the time and I'm like thanking God for things that I do have. Or in general, when I'm like at work or something like that and I leave a patient, I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God. Or before I draw blood from a patient, I'm just like, you know, please, I'm, I'm, I'm all positive. And that kind of shows like even through my job too. My positive thoughts has to get me through my day, no matter what you're feeling. And I will hug children in the hospital. I will hug teenagers. I will hug parents. You know, for somebody to be kind to you is so different nowadays. That's the main question that I get. How are you so kind to me? It's because I had to feed my negative thoughts with positivity in order for it to project onto someone else. So I just want you guys to focus on the fact that suicide is at an all-time high right now. And I have someone who's extremely, extremely close to me in my life who kind of deals with that on a daily basis, feels, you know, overwhelmed all the time, constantly in and out of the hospital all the time because of the thoughts that they're having. And it's not something to play with, but at the same time, also know that you cannot say that you want to take your life away if you're not even trying to make it better. For instance, during the times I felt, you know, unloved or I was fishing for compliments, you know, from the person that I love at the time, I had to know that I had to do that myself. If you want your circumstances to change, you have to change them. If you are not happy in a relationship, to walk away. If you feel like a person is not accepting you, if you feel like a person is taking advantage of you, to to walk away. And they will deal with the consequences themselves. They will understand that, you know, more and more people that they date or the more and more, you know, friendships that they get in, that they're not going to be, there is no one like you. It's no one like you. It's no one like you. I remember I was talking to a gentleman uh, recently and he said, uh, uh, well, there's, um, well, you're not going to find nobody like me. I'm pretty sure like the relationships, you're not going to find nobody like me. Yeah, but that's, that's not a compliment, bro. It's, it's, it's sad the fact that you think that treating someone who is treating you like with the utmost respect, love and care and stuff like that, that you, you kind of diminish what the person may feel. You can't do that to people. So the third question that we are having here on Serendipity Podcast, I am your host, Sherelle Williams, and my nickname is Relly. For those of you who cannot remember, I'm an Aquarius. I'm a really dope person, I think. And we are on our third question right now. The third question, well, the topic of the day is I owe it to me. Okay, so please remember that, that you owe it to yourself to show yourself love, to show yourself care, to put yourself first. We spoke about you know, moms putting themselves first and giving that time to themselves and also for dads too, for friendships or for work. There's every now and then where I I really need to just take a step back and to deal with the stuff that I am dealing with currently now in my life. So the third question now is, how is my actions affecting others? If someone that you love or more than one person in your life that you, you know, love and care about has told you things about yourself, right? And then all of a sudden that relationship disappeared and then another person pops up 
and they're telling you the same thing, then that just that um, relationship disappears. And then another person pops up. And throughout the years, all these people are saying the same thing about yourself. That means that there's something wrong. My mom used to tell me that. She used to say, Sherelle, like, if more than one person is telling you the same thing over and over again, that means you need to work on it. And your mindset, when it's negative thoughts and you're not taking care of yourself and stuff like that, it kind of projects onto other people because your demeanor changes as a person. It definitely changes. Your demeanor, your attitude, your aura, everything changes And people can kind of sense it. When I'm talking with someone, or if I'm dating that person, or if I'm intimate with that person and I've been rocking with them for a minute, I can kind of, I can definitely tell when, you know, things change. People can tell that, like, on me too. Like, I... I feel like if I I gave my all to somebody and it's like a thousand percent, and by then I just feel like you're giving me like 50, by then I'm like maxed out. I'm like maxed out on what the fuck to do next or what to say next. It's like, I literally gave everything that I had and now you're giving me like fucking pennies and quarters back. That shit is not cool. So the fact that you have to know your actions and how it affects others around you. I'm not saying that you should care about what everybody thinks. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the real people that are really down for you, that you clearly see that are in your corner, that have looked out for you, you know, give has given you their last how you're treating them is it's affecting them. It also affects you too because then you feel bad and then you're like, oh man, I, I really fucked up. I don't know if I could, you know, be around that person again. But you already know that that person is really dope and they were there for you and it's just because you all the, these negative thoughts and you're not taking care of yourself and you're not owing it to yourself to say, you know what? Because I didn't do this, this, and this in my life and because I've ruined relationships in the previous um, in the previous lifetime that I had, I can't let that happen again in this lifetime, you know? I am big on quotes, as if many of you know. It helps me get throughout my day, really, to be honest. I'm going to take a sip of water because I'm so thirsty. Mm. I have three quotes that I wanted to share with you guys. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you. For you who are listening, you're fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Thank you so much. There are three quotes that I wanted to share with you. I'm going to kind of elaborate them just a little bit. So I made up one myself. I made up a quote myself. It says, I owe it to me to be a version of myself that everyone can relate to, but no one can change who I am. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. I owe it to me to be a version of myself That everyone can relate to, but no one can change who I am. I started to realize when I worked inside the emergency room, the reason why my patients love me so much is because I am relatable. The reason why I can calm down a patient, whether we have a similar background or not, is because I am relatable in some way, somehow. I always start off a question with, where are you from? For the simple fact that if they're in West Bubblefuck somewhere, you know, they can be going through a similar story that you have been through. They could have a breakup, whatever the case might be. But just to know like, oh, hey, you're from over there 
and I'm from over here and we still have something, you know, in common. So for you to understand that a version of yourself has to be relatable to, to everyone at some way, at some point in your life. You have to be relatable to people because if not, people are going to think that you think that you're perfect and you're not. I was trying to explain to somebody the other day that uh, I was in a similar situation as you. You know, I really didn't have much at all. My fucking back window or my window to my room at the time, I was looking at a fucking dumpster. I did not have a closet. I was low on money for food. I was going to work, but it's just kicking my ass the fact that, you know, whatever job that I could get or find at the time, I wasn't making enough money, you know? But it, it may look like I was making enough money and I wasn't. So now I'm relatable to people because I don't judge them. I tell them like, yo, we're going to get through this, you know? Me and you, we're going to get through this. You're my friend or whatever case might be. We're going to get through this together. If you seem unrelatable and too fucking high maintenance and you act like your shit don't stink and you act like you cannot work on yourself as a person and you act like you don't care about anybody else's feelings and you're going through life like you don't give a fuck about nobody and you just think that you're, you're going through life like as if it's your own rules, but yet and still you say that you want help. Yeah, and still you're asking people to help you and look at how you're treating them. You can give a little bit, like you're really kind some way, somehow. But then when it comes time to like talking about the real stuff and the things that you got to work on and the things that you want to fix, you're like, you have this mentality, like I don't need to fix nothing. You can't, you can't be that way. I'm not saying it because, you know, it's a rule. I'm just saying it's, it's not relatable. You're, you're going to go through life, through each relationship that you have in your in your entire life is going to be the same thing if you do not learn to work on yourself period i just made these rice and beans just now so good mm. okay so the next quote that i have i found it on instagram by um twin flame love dot eleven eleven that's the IG that I found it under. I guess it's a um, inspiration, you know, uh, an account. So it says some people keep changing partners to avoid changing themselves. That by far is, is breathtaking to actually sit there and keep rereading it. Some people keep changing partners to avoid changing themselves. Hmm. When I was younger, my mom, like, she allowed me, like, to kind of date a little bit. But obviously, me and the person who I was talking to, we had to stay in the living room and, you know, watch a movie. But my mom was really, really strict. Like, she didn't let me go out too much unless it was, like, with my best friend. And that's it. Or even you know, volleyball practice, but it was just about books, you know, getting straight A's in school and doing what I have to do. But I was always like talking to somebody. And one day my mom was in the kitchen and I was asking her like, hey, can, you know, this person come over? And she said, let me ask you a question. She said, you're like 17 now, Shro. You have, you're constantly talking to somebody. She said, you don't think that you need to 
be alone for a little bit to kind of know, to get to know yourself. And I was like, no. So now years goes on. I'm over there dating in relationships or I was never really by myself until like a few years ago. I, you know, obviously I was by myself for a while because I was in a long term relationship, very long. And then when it came, when I came out that relationship, I realized that I was lost. I realized that all these things that people were, that my mom was saying to me was true. It was so true. You cannot think that you running away from your problems with, within yourself, that the new person is going to take all that stuff away. I remember I had a conversation with a guy and he said, you know, people keep saying, you know, all my all the women that I was with before said that I have a problem with my mouth. And at first I didn't I didn't take heed to it, you know. I was like, oh me too. I'm the, you know, I'm the same sign as you, oh me too. So I started talking to him and stuff like that. And then I started to realize he got a problem with his mouth. Like disrespectful, like it's like rude, like pure rude when you're having like either a debate or you're not agreeing on something, like pure rude. And although like we definitely did have like a lot of similarities and stuff like that, and you know, it was a genuine bond there. But when it comes time to speak about, you know, well, hey, you kind of hurt my feelings on this or blah, 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 he got so defensive. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, but he wants to be in the word of God. So you, you're asking for help, but and still you're not like receiving it in any type of way. I'm not saying people are going to change overnight. I'm not saying that. But it just goes to show you that if you just told me that you was with all these women in the past and they're telling you that your mouth is what gets you, you know, in trouble all the time, then by the time you actually have a real woman that comes along, and she's loving on you and she's, you know, being sweet to you and stuff like that. You can't calm down. Your response to everything in life should be, am I making this am I making this bigger than what it is? So just remember that people cannot change your circumstances all the time. They can give you a feeling of acceptance. They can give you a feeling of comfort. They can give you a feeling of being there. But don't think that it's going to take away the problems that God sees. Or not if you like I said, if you don't believe in God, that's your that's on you. But you cannot just think that your problems are going to disappear because somewhere somehow what you know what's in the dark will come to light. I seen another quote on IG. It's by Awaken underscore Healers. It says, divorce is okay. Breaking up is okay. Starting over is okay. Moving on is okay. Saying no is okay. Being alone is okay. What is not okay is staying somewhere that you aren't happy, valued, or appreciated. That is not okay. Let me read that again. Divorce is okay. Breaking up is okay. Starting over is okay. Moving on is okay. Saying no is okay. Being alone is okay. What is not okay is staying somewhere that you aren't valued, happy, or appreciated. That is not okay. 
there's so many things that I know for sure by learning, you know, from people who have more wisdom than me, where I will get advice or suggestions from them, I should say. And they'll tell me, like, that's that's not love, sweetheart. That's not love. And I'm over there like, no, what do you mean? Like, that person really does love me. Blah, blah, blah. This and the third, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, that's that's not love. I have been with people who they'll say, oh, I really appreciate it. You know, thank you. You know, I really appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. But their actions show something else. So it is okay for you to want a lot more for yourself. And if people cannot appreciate that, you have to learn to walk away. And I think... For me, that is one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things for me to do is to walk away from people that I, you know, that I love. Because I'm like, man, I put all this, I invested my time in them, you know, and I don't, I don't want to like give up on them because then I feel bad. But then I'm like, I'm hurting myself in the process. So are you hurting yourself in the process? Are you, you know, settling the things that you want and deserve for someone else all because you want to see them happy? Are you overly extending your time? You owe it to yourself to to love yourself, to give yourself more credit, you know? So I hope I'm not boring, you guys. I definitely am in love with this Alicia Keys album. My favorite song on her album is called Gramercy Park. It's a beautiful song. Anyway, I love like the music that she makes. A lot of people be sleeping on her, but she she comes out with these really you know touching songs. You know, uh, the last thing I wanted to share was. Love doesn't hurt you. A person that doesn't know how to love does. I'm going to say that one more time. Love doesn't hurt you. A person that doesn't know how to love does. So women, of course, we always say, you know, man, fuck love. Or not even women. It's just both sexes in general. They're like, fuck love, blah, blah, blah. This and that and third. But it's probably because you picked the wrong person that doesn't know how to love you. Sometimes our walls are so, you know, guarded all the time and we get scared about getting hurt that there could be a person in front of you at this very moment that treats you like how you want it to be treated, like like as if you're seen, as if they do things, you know, like if you need a hug or a kiss and they give it to you at the right time without you even asking. Or if they show up and they give you flowers or, you know, just doing like little gestures for the person to like see, like, man, I I really see you. So it's not necessarily love that hurts you. It's people. It's people that hurt you. And you owe it to yourself to know the difference that love doesn't hurt you. It's people that don't know how to love that hurt you. I want to keep doing stuff like this for you guys podcasts for even for myself because when I speak out loud I start to recognize a lot of things about myself 
And I just wanted to say thank you to every fan that listens. Even if you just click play for like three minutes and this is all you hear, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, This podcast is called Serendipity for a reason, okay? Please remember that that word is my favorite word. (laughs) It's one of my favorite words in the book growing up. Um, I was always like weird, like looking at dictionaries and shit like that. But I owe it to me. I got that title from Pastor Keon Henderson, and I was watching a sermon this morning. He was just saying that, you know, you owe it to yourself, you know, to to just know the things that you had to go through is not unseen. Sometimes you don't always have to put your victories out there, that you did this, 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 and this. But just the fact that you can be you know, still loving and pressing toward the mark and stuff like that, moving forward and just knowing, knowing better. That's what's important. That's the the lesson of the day. So again, the three questions that we went over was what stops you from taking care of yourself Two, what am I? No, not what am I? Why am I having negative thoughts about myself? And three, why is my actions of how is my actions affecting others? So just try to remember people that Try to be relatable to the next person next to you. And if they're not, then maybe they're not for you. But if there's somebody in your life that makes you feel super special when you're with them, try to hold on to them because you never know when God will take them away. So I love you guys for listening. And thank you so much for listening to Sarah Deputy Podcast. Love you guys.